Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD pride and gay pride, an open discussion. Uh, we're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the, the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. Women diagnosed with ADHD in adulthood are more likely to have depression, be stressed, and have low self-esteem. It's recommended they talk to a professional to develop better life and stress management strategies. But here are some tips. Identify the sources of stress and make changes. Develop healthy self-care habits, such as getting adequate sleep, exercise, and good nutrition. To learn more about ADHD in women, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. So it's hard to believe that Attention Talk Radio has been around since 2009. I, I reflect back on the number of shows that we've done. It's absolutely amazing. Periodically, we take the time to dig back on our archives to find what we call evergreen content, content that was good then and good now. Today, I'm, I'm sharing a, an interview that was done back in 2012. At the time when we did this interview with regarding being ADHD and gay, there was really no information that was out there about this particular topic. We had um, some guests on, and quite frankly, I have to tell you, I learned a ton from it. It really kind of helped me open my eyes, and much of the conversation then is still relevant today. A little bit more open, a little bit more accepted, I still think it's appropriate. And so we wanted to repurpose this show again and release it uh, during Gay Pride Month and, uh, and just redo this because good content's good content. So um, I will tell you that back in the old days, sound quality was a little bit challenging and there was a couple other issues with regard to that. So I ask you to be patient through this because we can't fix all those going back those days. But anyway, just we hope you enjoy this. I'm your host, Jeff Copper, attention coach, and with me is my sidekick, uh, co-host, Kirsten Milliken, who's a psychologist. Kirsten, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing spectacular right now. I think we've got a great show planned for today. Terrific. I've been looking forward to this one for since April. So yeah, it, I think, I think this is great. a really good topic. It's really, really timely, and uh, 
what I'm hoping is that, that there are many people out there that, that are gay that have ADHD that are listening to this to give them in some information, some insight, but I'm also hoping that this show will actually reach out to some other people to uh, educate them and create some awareness of, of what's really going on to be able to uh, actually help and embrace um, uh, people who are, are both of these. Um, with us today in our virtual studio is uh, Barbara Luther, who's a master certified coach, um, uh, who is out on both fronts. And we have a, another uh, individual who we hope that will be calling in who's just partially out. Uh, so we have a little balance, hopefully, in those two different perspectives. Before we get into the show, again, as I, as I mentioned earlier, we've got Barbara Luther, who's a master certified coach. Uh, hey, Barbara, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Really excited about this topic. And I guess I kind of want to. Um, kind of frame some things out. There's a there's an analogy I like to use a lot, particularly when people call me and they're interested in, in coaching and, and they want to they want to understand things a little bit. And I said, you know, or even those that don't, I said, you, having ADHD is like being born left-handed in a right-handed world. And sometimes those with ADHD, they struggle because they spend a lot of time focusing on right-handed solutions. And when they notice that they're left-handed, sometimes things become a little bit more obvious. And I, I like that because when everybody can relate to kind of trying to do something with their left dominant hand and realizing how difficult that, that can be and how much easier it is if you do it your way. And leading into the show, I, I've had that kind of in the back of my mind wondering how how easy or how difficult it is um, to be gay, but also with the combination of these two. Can you just just give us a little bit of an overview and your your perspective on on this space, and then we'll get into more specific questions. I think that's a great analogy, Jeff. I think that's exactly what happens for uh, for gays as well. Is that we know that there's a difference, and we're trying to fit in, uh, and yet we know there's we stand out. We we're separate in some respects. Uh, we know in one aspect of our lives, you know, our sexuality is different. And we have to question that because it isn't the norm, uh, and we have to actually think about it. But it's not, it doesn't define all of who we are, of course. So that left-handed piece kind of fits, uh, and it's learning to embrace it and accept it just as a difference. Um, can be uh, a, a struggle in certain environments, of course, but it, it's just what is. And that's true for ADD as well. I think so many times we know there's a difference, we don't quite know what it is. We don't have a, a label, if you will, uh, or an understanding of what it might mean. So we're trying to, again, fit in instead of embrace what's natural for us. Interesting. Um, do you, from your perspective, is there a difference between being gay with ADHD in men as compared to women? I expect there is. I mean, there's still more... Um, uh, it, it, there's still more safety issues for men uh, who, are, who, are, who are gay. So I think for the gay community looking at ADD, it's like, you mean we have one difference, now we have a second one? So I think in the ADHD world, um, uh, the gays just haven't even kind of paid attention yet. It's like, you know, one more nuance. <laughs> I don't know if they even have the energy uh, or at least have, have been... It's not even been called to their attention yet. Uh, wow. You know, Jeff, as you answered that question and Barbara, Barbara was answering it, I was thinking how uncomfortable, I mean, it's uncomfortable enough, I always imagine, especially for the boys who are hyperactive, 
um, to be in school and to be yeah. constantly reminded that they're being, you know, a problem to the teacher or distracted or distracting or whatever, but to also then be grappling with the question of your sexual identity um, yeah. at that age. To have those two lumped together, it just sounds like it would be overwhelming. Well, we, we know the statistics are really high for suicide uh, attempts in the gay world uh, for young people, but it's also very high in the ADD world. So, yeah, yeah you, you you start thinking about that and you double it. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's really a scary thing. I think the okay. guys typically are more um, visible, okay? Their, their, yeah. their behaviors are more external. Um, uh, so, yes, I think they get noticed more and, therefore, it's, it's less safe for them. Wow. That that really resonated with me because I'm just looking in the world of people, some of the people that I knew, and I, I will have to say is that the, the just from, they tend to, I tend to notice them more, they tend to stand out a little bit more, and so it yeah. draws a little bit more attention to that side and maybe a little bit more judgment, if That's you will, right. but it does seem to be a difference. Um, bear with me just a second. I lost my train of thought. Oh, the, can you just speak a little bit, because what I'm curious about is the the gay and lesbian movement about coming out and, and trying to bring awareness to it. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Because then I'm also interested if if the ADHD community could learn something from what uh, the gay and lesbian community has done in terms of awareness or vice versa. Just I'm just interested in a little bit in that dynamic. Yeah, I, I feel really strongly about that because I, I do see a great deal of similarity. You know, m- much earlier in the, in the gay movement, it was like, uh, you know, people stayed in the closet. It didn't feel safe to be out at work but because you, you made yourself vulnerable uh, to do that. But but the workplace, you know, what your, your, your sexual preference doesn't really impact your workplace. <laughs> it really isn't that. So it was more a safety issue of just difference that people didn't understand and, uh, and that sort of thing. With ADHD, Jeff, it's more... It, it, you know, our being, uh, our having ADHD or being impacted by it actually does impact our work. So it's, uh, I understand people feeling less safe perhaps to come out at work, but it is a similar coming out process. Um, gays and lesbians, the more they did that coming out thing, the more people knew who they were and realized they were regular human beings. Um, education and awareness has happened and therefore more acceptance and appreciation. And I think it's the same sort of thing that ADHD has to do, uh, folks with ADHD have to do, because there's so much prejudice and misunderstanding, um, and people don't know people who are ADHD who are doing fantastically, who are productive in the workplace, and we're there. Um, so that's where I see ADDers being closeted today, fearful that they won't get a job or be able to keep their job. But because ADHD impacts our lives and our work, um, I think it's very hard to stay in the closet uh, in the workplace. If you have people who are understanding or, or know a little bit about ADHD, it's pretty evident that you're ADHD. This, this, Kirsten, I don't know about you, but that, that distinction, I never thought about that. Coming out at work doesn't – there's a judgment issue, but it doesn't – doesn't necessarily impact your work, but having ADHD can do, actually both of them can be there, so it makes it a little bit more difficult. Is I mean, You know, as, as you guys were talking, actually what I was thinking about is both that, the, the ADHD is sometimes more apparent 
because it oh, does show in nice. our work. Yep. Or it shows, you know, now that that people are more aware uh, aware of the fact that ADHD exists, that kids are getting identified younger because it comes out in their academic work, and then um, and so people can then put a label on it. You know, that that's ADHD, um, whether they actually know what that means or not. But if somebody, you know, your gender or, um, preference or whatever you know, sexual preference isn't always apparent. And but that can also have an impact in both of those areas. It really can. Which is not and what people are paying attention to. Yes. <laughs> there we go. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, yes. And, again, ADHD traits um, in the workplace may actually be some of your uh, some qualities that, that you ought to be hired for. Uh, there, yeah. there, but, but, again, if we are hiding some of the traits that might trip us up, um, I think that I understand that it's always a personal choice, um, and if you feel unsafe, uh, it's natural for you to try to, you know, for survival, to take care of yourself and protect. But the reality is it's going to come out in the workplace, and better to be proactive about it, better to learn about your own, how your brain works, and be able to speak to that, whether you use the label or not, and say, this is what I'm really good at, and here's where I'm going to need some support um, so that so that you're getting the right job. I think when you're not out as an ADHDer, you're often trying for jobs that aren't going to be good fits necessarily. Um, so I think that may be part of the issue too. Well, what, go, one go of the, uh, just to kind of summarize, I guess kind of what I'm hearing here, which is interesting, is that the gay-lesbian movement is, is it's, if everybody kind of comes out, it creates awareness and education, which really kind of helps the, the community both, on both sides. Same thing, what I'm hearing would be the ADHD community could learn something from that because if, if everybody starts to come out and it's more apparent, it will help everybody. However, at the end of the day, we, we understand it's an individual choice by circumstance, and that can be difficult. I know we did a show with uh, Dr. Ari Tuckman uh, November of o. 2010, I think, talking about the notion of coming out with ADHD and the issues around it and talking about ADHD as an excuse or an explanation and talk, diagnosing the symptoms and stuff like that. But in the, in the totality, it, it, what, I'm, what I'm learning from this is, yeah, if, if more people kind of came out, it's, it's difficult on the individual, but if, 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 if the ADHD will get come out individually, collectively, it would educate people and and really kind of normalize stuff. Yeah. Is that, you think that's, yeah. Did I summarize that accurately? Yeah, Jeff, because when we, when we accept the prejudice and, and the misunderstanding, we internalize that. When we hide a part of who we are, we're denying that part or suppressing it, and it makes for pretty sad puppies at the very least. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, you were yeah. talking about finding the right job. If you yeah. don't know or accept that you've got ADHD, you might go to a job that you're not going to be good at because you don't get it. Right. Yes. And that's going to hurt your self-esteem even more. So yes. the, the one other difference, I think, is for ADHD, again, we know so many people are undiagnosed and aren't aware of it. Uh, we're not encouraging, you know, I know so many people are afraid of the label. We want you to learn to understand your brain and embrace that your brain is it's just wired differently. It's wonderful just as it is. And learn to work with it. And I think when we stay without the label or, or stay without knowing, um, I think there becomes more internalized 
ADHD prejudice or, or phobia that we have to deal with internally before we can even hope that the outside world is going to catch up and accept us. I tell you what, I need to run to a commercial break real quick. Uh, but when we come back, one of the things I'm interested in, Barbara, is is the gay community more accepting of ADHD than the general public. So think about that for a second. And uh, uh, everybody out there, um, as the shows, if you're listening to this, it's uh, there's not a lot of resources out there on the epicenter of this topic. And one of the purposes of the show, particularly to celebrate Gay Pride Month, is to put a resource out there. So please, if you if you could pass the link on to the show to those that are out there in the community because there are many people who might not be out that are dying to hear information, and, and Barbara's doing a great job of, 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 of outlining some real good insights I think were helpful. So, um, again, if you're listening, direct people to attentiontalkradio.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Our secret word is open. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change the lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Our topic is being gay with ADHD and open discussion. We're having a very insightful conversation with Barbara Luther, who's out on both fronts. Uh, Barbara, before the break, I was curious, um, and, and curious in your response, does the, ADHD, I mean, does the gay community accept ADHD, in your opinion? Uh, are they more accepting than the general population? I would, I would actually say they're pretty much just oblivious to it. Um, I don't think there's been any uh, education in that community, per se. I think they're seen as so separate and disparate that there's no connection. Um, so I would say the, the gay lesbian community probably is more like the general population. There's some prejudice. There's some, you know, lack of, of knowledge about it. Uh, so there's, I, don't, I don't think there's any uh, concerted thought about it. Interesting. Yeah. Real interesting. Yeah. I, Jeff, I, I have a question. I yeah. have a roundabout way of getting to it, but um, Barbara, embarrassingly to me, but it was also a relief that you know I've worked for over a decade with people with learning differences, including people with ADHD, and it wasn't until my son got diagnosed a few years ago that I finally put you know two and two together and came up with me as having ADHD, having been where he got it from, and it was such a relief to me to put that together and. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was so excited because then I could identify with a group that was around me. But the response that I got from my family was, you know, don't use it as an excuse. That was all yeah. they wanted me to know was, that's great, you've got ADHD, but don't use that as the excuse. And so, you know, I was thinking on one hand it was there was a benefit for me because I connected with people and I had an understanding for myself of some of the things that I'd struggled with. 
So that was benefit. But on the other hand, the challenge now is my family has got their attention on, is Kirsten using her ADHD as an excuse? Yep. So I'm wondering what you found are the benefits and challenges of coming out with either one um, separately for people in the workplace or in different settings. I, I think they, they just are very similar, but uh, today I think there's a lot less concern. We have organizations like uh, Growing American Youth and things like that for ADD young people to, to come out and explore their sexuality. There's more um, information and just so much more acceptance. I think the young people are in a, uh, have a wonderful uh, opportunity today to to learn about this and feel safe and find community, Kristen, uh, Kristen like you said. Um, I think in the ADD world we're trying to build community too, uh, but, but these two don't seem to cross very much. So back in, I think, 2002, Denzel Brown at, a, uh, at an ADA conference had a session on ADHD and gays, and it was very well attended, but we just didn't follow through with it. Uh, so, mm. and, uh, so there hasn't been any concerted place or conversation for this. Um, so, so, yeah, I think we have to go different places. Uh, and, again, it's splitting us. Instead of saying we're this combination of things, which all of us are, uh, but where do we find our community? And I don't think there is a place yet. So I would love to see people go to Gay Pride and have a, a button that says, you know, gay and ADD too, <laughs> you know, yeah. and find each other. <laughs> How much is that? I mean, you know, in, in the ADHD world, well, you know, there are 18,732 different ver- you know, varieties <laughs> of ADHD just because of the, the different, you know, diagnostic criteria. Mm-hmm. And as Jeff always points out, forget the fact that, you know, you can have it to a greater or lesser extent and there's all these comorbidities and all that. So there's a lot of different combinations, but at the end of the day, you know, everybody kind of lumps themselves into ADHD. But... I notice um, uh, in our Maine magazine, we've got Out in Maine, which mm-hmm. came out in one of our local magazines, and there's an article um, talking to people who identify with gender neutral and gender variant pronouns and, you know, looking at trans and gender queer and intergender and pansexual, all of these. Does that get in the way sometimes of drawing that community together? Is everybody trying to identify which they fall under? I think to some extent you're just seeing, again, let me find my tribe. Uh, so, yes, mm-hmm. there are sub-tribes yeah. uh, within, uh, you know, because uh, GLBTQ is a, is a big community, a big umbrella like ADHD is. So, yeah, I think they're looking for their unique tribe so that they can connect. And uh, I think there's opportunity for ADDers within the GLBTQ community to do the same thing, to find themse- themselves together and, and build community. Um, I just, again, there's not an avenue for that. It has to be generated, uh, and you have to go out looking for it and find it. So I, I, I find have to say folks that going, go ahead. No, go ahead. Please finish. No, I just, I find we have to go to different organizations to find different parts of ourselves, which is, you know, disruptive at the, at the very least, confusing. I, I have to say, when I went to the ACO conference um, in April, it, the thing that I came back with and wrote a big blog about was the fact that I finally got to meet my tribe, and it was such mm-hmm. an experience to be with people who had all different, you know, forms, shapes, uh, symptoms of ADHD, but 
everybody was accepting of each other's little quirks and ways of doing things and, you know, interrupting each other or saying something that maybe wasn't the most appropriate thing to say or whatever. But it was the first time I felt like I was with people who got me that I totally understood, and that was such a benefit. So, I think think even within that meeting, Kirsten, uh, I know – the, the GLB folks that are that are in the community and we we see each other we acknowledge one another but there's no uh, uh, forum with, even within that small group to come together and say what are our issues are they are they any different um, right it, well, so yeah well I, I, I tell you I'm so thrilled that that you came on the show because I've been enlightened there's there's so much more here that I never really kind of thought about it and I I totally get how just getting together and come up with some of those issues and kind of help people grapple it could be such a benefit to everybody so I tell you what, I'd like to kind of continue our discussion on this the community thing because um, I need to run to a break real quick so we'll do that and we'll kind of pick up where we left off is that all right yep all right we'll be right back after these messages our secret word is open you're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com ATR. That's addca. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I am having... Uh, a very informative discussion personally with Barbara Luther and Kirsten on this interesting topic. I've learned really so much from you today, Barbara, uh, for your insights here. And we've got, uh, geez, just a, uh, like three or four minutes left of the show. I'd, I'd like to, at the end, any other insights you've got for them, but this thing that's jumping out at me is this need for a community and try for people to kind of come together. What do you think is possible for the gay community that has ADHD if you could actually find a community to kind of come together and spend some time? How much would that, do you think that would do for not only those that are there, but everybody else that's, that's out there that, that might need information? I think it would be huge, Jeff, just to realize you could go to organizations that, you know, you, you may know your you're gay and be going to those organizations and just to see uh, another person there, just to learn, hey, there's a, there's a sub-little meeting that we could go to and connect with, again, uh, even more specifically our tribe, I think that would make a huge difference. Um, 
And I think that's probably where it will have to start. When you go to Pride festivities and you you see not not just the parade, but usually the big festival around it, there are a lot of booths there educating about subsets around that are of people who are affected by in the gay lesbian community and affected by other things. And I think we need to start having booths there and uh, and start creating maybe a sub organization. Uh, I'd love to see Chad uh, and Ada speak to this a lot more too. And and Jeff, just one other thing I really want to, to get across is we we also have to educate providers. You know, a, a lot of us who have tried to deal with coming out from a gay lesbian standpoint had a lot of trouble for, for many years finding a therapist, <laughs> finding a counselor that would help. And I think that's gotten so much better. But think about the ADD or who's also gay. They're trying to find a therapist or a provider, a health care provider who gets both. And that's very rare. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is a really, really, really good point um, because I'm sure, well, I've got to be careful. I believe that there's got to be enough, as much prejudice in that space as anywhere else, and, and those people that are sensitive to that and can help those people have got to be, that's going to be difficult to find, particularly in more rural areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in urban, because this is not confined to an urban city. So uh, I do want one comment is, is I don't know if this really makes any sense, but I figure I'll throw it out there. So it was interesting to me how you were talking about at these festivals and stuff, these things, but it, it could be as simple as walking around with a button, I'm gay and ADD, to inspire other people to do that so you can recognize them as a way to start kind of like like grassroots bringing people together, you know, you, you meet a few, you do that a couple times, you, some other people walk up and say, hey, dude, and all of a sudden you start a conversation, and who knows what could happen out of that. It's just as simple as walking out and making that in that community to see if you can find them. So I don't know what that means. I'm throwing that out there to any listener out there who might be inspired, or maybe that will inspire even a better idea, but it's just a thought I wanted to share. I, I think I, I would love to see, uh, you know, Chad have a booth, uh, at, at the festivals or something like that. I think, again, it, our job is to educate. The, the gay lesbian community has worked very hard to educate uh, and normalize uh, that, that we're just regular people, too. ADDers have the same challenge to go through yet. I, I do see this as a very similar civil rights issue, and that's just part of why I, I uh, see these as very connected. You have to come out. Uh, as an ADDer, just as you have to come out in the gay legend world. And, and that world has worked very hard to overcome some of the rights issues, the prejudices and, and uh, the hate crimes things, all that. Um, I think we have lessons we can get by looking at that community that, that ADDers still have to go through. Wow, very well, very well put. Here's before we wrap this up, you got any, uh, any thoughts or comments? Um, I have... Two, one that I wanted to share just because I am really enjoyed reading this out in Maine thing, and I just want to keep talking about yep. it, but um, there's a drag queen that they interviewed in here, and she said, uh, my job as an artist isn't to answer questions for people. My job as an artist is to make them think about questions. And not only just, you know, helping people who are gay or who are ADHD inspire questions from others so that they can understand, you know, who they are, but also helping, the, you know, those people who are struggling or embracing having ADHD or being gay to develop insight and ask questions about themselves so that they have better awareness and can connect themselves more easily to people. Um, and. And the last question that I have for Barbara actually is a reverse question from what Jeff you asked earlier. So, is there anything that the um, gay lesbian community might be able to learn 
from the ADHD community? Mm, I think that's a great question. Um, I think I think the gay lesbian community knows very well to celebrate diversity, but I think this is one more reminder that we are all diverse in many ways, and to celebrate that and to appreciate those nuances, I think that's always every community can learn and appreciate that and grow from it. Absolutely. Well, Barbara, I, thank you so much. Yeah, Barbara, this has been a this is this has been a spe- better better than I ever thought imagined, and I have I personally have learned so much today um, of just some of the nuances and differences that I had never really thought about. And I, I thank you for coming on the show because I, I would have never I would have never gotten this perspective or understood some of these issues unless you brought them out. So uh, thank you very very much, uh, everybody. Thank you again for listening. Please, we encourage you to uh, get the word out of this show. Uh, for all I know, maybe it'll be like you know part of a community. Maybe people can listen to it, and have some discussions, to get everything together. Because what I took away from this is if uh, if that space could form a community and a tribe, it could help a lot of people. So again, Barbara, thank you for coming on the show, and Kirsten, thanks as always. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff.